Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's May 24th. It is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy G Nefer07. Grant Nefer, what's happening, my friend? Uh, you know, just another day of gambling. Alex Cobb is crushing it, which is good. Um, still just in the first inning, but three strikeouts already. Just just need eight from him. I need him to get through 15 and a half outs. Ooh, you wild child, you. Yeah. So Throwing I'm down gonna, some prize picks. Well, I, I took the over on Cole strikeouts and the over on Jordan Lyle strikeouts, and I took the under on Barrios. So I'm just hoping to squeeze out a little three three for four. Um, so we'll see. But thanks. I only did one prize pick today. I focused on like my three inch max teams today. And um if you listen to Grinders Live, you know that I was on Jordan Lyles. And um, I mean, <laughs> it was ugly, but it worked out. So now I'm just, I'm over here while we record the podcast, rooting against Marco Gonzalez. So um, I currently have a Royal stack. I had three home runs in the first inning. Uh, full five man Royal stack. Do you know how many home runs I got in that first? Zero. Inning? Zero is correct. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed every single home run. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that, we'll that's see. rough. <laughs> that's rough. All right. Well, let's get into this slate. We got 12 games. Like I said, it's a, it's a pretty big slate. A lot to talk about. Um, we get started here with LA at Washington again. This game has an eight and a half total. And the Dodgers are a 250 favorite. We have Bueller going up against Josiah Gray. Uh, any interest here in Walker Bueller? I mean, he's fine. Um, he's up there with the best pitching tonight. He's probably third on the list, sitting at 9,200. Um, low implied total against uh, the Nationals here. Obviously, has been a little bit hit or miss so far this season, but. Had three of the last five outings be pretty solid with one bad one going up against uh, Philly, sitting around 90 pitches. His strikeout rate is kind of just the same thing we always see from him at the beginning of the season. Starts to ramp back up as the season goes along, but he's sitting at 20% now. But over the last five games, it's significantly higher. So I don't mind him going up against his Washington team here. There's a decent amount of strikeouts in it. So he's he's in play. He's probably the best 9K or second best 9K pitcher on the board today, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's okay. Um, I don't know how I rank these guys today. Like, I could see so many pitchers, like, have major upside on the slate. And, you know, we'll talk about it as we're going here. But, I mean, Washington's a middle-of-the-road offense against right-handed pitching. They're, like, middle in WRC+, plus WOBA, strikeout rate, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's not the worst matchup. It's not the best matchup. Um, it also depends on, like, what type of lineup that we see here. But I think Bueller is okay. He's not my favorite today. Um, he's not even my favorite in this price range. Like, I love Galsman. We'll talk about him yep. here in a few games. Um, but I, I think he's okay. And then, I mean, the other side of this game, Josiah Gray, I mean, he faces the Dodgers. It, you know, it, it's as simple as that. This guy struggles against lefties. He struggled with fly balls and hard contact against lefties. Like there's just no way that I'm playing this guy uh, against this Dodgers offense. Yeah. Especially for 8.5 K. I mean, the guy has some talent, but 
struggles with hard contact, struggles with fly balls, struggles with walks. Those are three things you definitely don't want going up against the Dodgers. So no, no interest in him at all. He has massive, um, massive lefty righty splits. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk Dodgers bats. I mean, I love the lefties in this spot. Freeman, Muncy, Bellinger. If Rios is in there, Rios, Lux, any of the lefties that crack the lineup here, I think they're, they're in play. The full stack's in play. Um, Dodgers set up as, as a team that's, you know, definitely one that I'm looking at here. Yeah, Dodgers might be the top stack on the slate, and Dodgers lefty stack is the top stack on the slate, especially if Rios end up cracking the lineup. I mean, you mentioned it with Josiah Gray, 433 Woba, 378 ISO going up against lefties, 60% fly ball rate, doesn't strike him out, gives him a ton of hard contact. He's just like, he's a fastball slider guy, and that really doesn't bode well going up against lefty so uh yeah he's gonna struggle here he's gonna get absolutely crushed if you want to throw any of the righties in there i'm not gonna argue with it like bets turner um both fine options but the lefties are the top bats on the slate washington side i mean i don't have a ton of interest in washington i think if you want to play juan soto you can play him against anybody um he's 5k it's not like he's 6k i I think soto really the only guy that i have interest in here on the washington side yeah, I have absolutely no interest in anyone else. Bueller is a solid, well above average pitcher who's getting into the groove of things recently. I have, I don't even want to play Soto, but I'm never going to argue with a 5K Juan Soto, regardless, especially if he has a platoon split. Yeah, he's like a top three hitter in baseball. Yeah. Baltimore at New York facing the Yankees. Eight total in this game. Yankees, a I mean, anywhere from 235 on DraftKings to 275 on Unibet and Caesars. This is all over the place, but they're they're a massive favorite here. You got to lay a lot of juice if you want to bet the Yankees in this game. Um, Zimmerman going up against um, Jordan Montgomery. Any interest here in uh, Bruce Zimmerman? No, but lefty going up against the Yankees is pretty much a no-go for me almost every single time. It's Zimmerman. He's not a good pitcher. Low average strikeout stuff, low average pitcher, gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, worse versus righties than versus lefties, and he's gonna face a lot of a lot of good righties. Yeah, and I mean we have sample, right? He he just faced he's faced New York three times this year. He had one good outing against them the first time and then has struggled both of the next two starts against them. And I mean the Yankees really just crushed this guy um last week. So no interest for me on Bruce Zimmerman. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is interesting. Baltimore is the second highest strikeout rate in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. They have the second lowest WRC plus, um, the second lowest or third lowest um, ISO against lefties, 273 team Woba against lefties this year. They have really struggled with left-handed pitching. He's 8K. He's kind of in that mid-tier. He really hasn't had a great start this season um and he has faced this team three times i think he's okay i think in large field tournaments just looking at the baltimore lineup i think he's okay it's just he really hasn't shown like that dominant upside yet yeah well i mean he doesn't go late enough in the game they have a super short leash with him they'll give him five innings that's it he's generally pretty efficient but he's only going to get 75 80 pitches maybe and he gives a matchup that's a real problem i mean just face baltimore Ended up with seven points. He hasn't had over 20 all season long. It's not like he's been a bad pitcher. He's been an above average pitcher. It's just he's not going late enough into the game. Um, 
there's worse things you can do though. Like there's a few options this range, but he can he can still get you 20 in this spot. He hasn't done it yet, but he can still do that, even only going 85 pitches. Uh it's a solid matchup going up against Baltimore. They have a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here. Um the upside's just not gonna be massive because he's not gonna go that late into the game. All right. Um Baltimore bats, anything here on the Baltimore side that you like? Not really. I mean, if you want to do a little mini cheap stack with Hayes, Santander, and Mancini or Mountcastle, it's fine. They all have decent numbers going up against lefties. Again, Montgomery's a good good hitter, but still gives up a decent amount of hard contact versus righties. They're just cheap. Um, that, that's basically it. Like you're, If you're playing them, you're just playing for a cheap stack so you can pay it for pitching on the slate. I, I wouldn't full stack them. Probably not any more than three. I mean, if you want to put in Rashman, that's fine. Hasn't really done much yet, but he's a great prospect. But really, I'm looking at the cheap bats here. Yeah, I mean, Hayes, Mancini, um, throwing a third bat as like a maybe like Mountcastle, who's really cheap, but you got to play him at first base. Um, maybe like a three man cheap stack. Baltimore is just cheap. Um, I'm a favorite. I think they're okay. I'm a favorite, but they're okay. And then, I mean, Zimmerman on the other side, he's just, he struggled with hard contact to righties this year. And I mean, you look at this lineup, Judge, Stanton. It's not going to be your typical Yankees lineup, but I still, man, with Judge, Stanton, Torres, um, Hicks is a good hit- hitter against left-hand pitching. Like, these guys definitely in play here. And I think, isn't did, wasn't John Donaldson like a one-game suspension? Um, yeah, I think he also might be on the COVID oh, list. Oh, he got put on the COVID list, and yeah, I got the suspension. So I don't know um, if he has to like serve the suspension when he gets back. It'd be interesting how that all works out. But um yeah, a little bit of a, a COVID like breakout with the Yankees. They're missing a few guys, but um, yeah, I don't mind the Yankees in this spot. They're just kind of expensive. Yeah, they're not a cheap stack, but I mean, the way Judge is hitting right now, just absolutely ridiculous. Another two bombs today. Even at 6.4K, I, I don't care. He's still very much in play, just how hot he's been. Stanton's a little, little expensive for my taste. I'd rather will judge, but if you can afford the stack, by all means, do it. Um, Zimmerman, not that great of a pitcher. Like you said, there's a lot of hard contact to righties. Decent amount of fly balls does not strike him out at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm targeting righty bats. So, Judge, Stanton, Torres, Hicks. That's pretty much it. All right, we got Philadelphia at Atlanta taking on the Braves. Eight total in this game. Braves a 150 favorite. We got Kyle Gibson going up against Max Freed. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? He's in play, but probably not a guy I'll end up with much exposure to. Um, he's been decent this season, saying right around league average in terms of K rate. Decent ground ball stuff. Um, not an easy matchup going up against Atlanta. But overall, like you're not in love with a ton of cheap pitching on this slate. So he's in play, but I think there are several better options. They're just a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I think he is in play because I mean the Braves, they've been struggling, right? Like they there's just an offense that's struggling right now. We saw Wheeler have a, a really decent outing against them. They're 
they're just like slightly struggling here. So, I mean, you don't really expect it, but like the Braves, they have a 25.3% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching this season. It's the second highest behind Arizona. They're bottom 10 in WRC plus and WOBA. I mean, I think Gibson's in play at 7,500. We do have some pitchers on the slate. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get into some guys today that are just fantastic. Um, Stack the Phillies against Davidson yesterday. Fading the Phillies against Max Freed today. And, I mean, Max Freed, 9,100, showing a little bit more strikeout upside this season than last season. But it's still still kind of tough to pay 9,100 for a guy that would prefer to just kind of get ground balls and not give up hard contact instead of like trying to attack hitters and strike them out. Yeah, no, I mean, again, there's a decent amount of pitchers in the 9K range, and I'm right there with you. Gaussman's my favorite. Freed's, again, in play. He can give you 25 points in the spot, maybe 30 in this spot here. The Phillies, a decent matchup for a lefty, not great, not terrible. Um striking out at above average rate so far this year versus lefties. But overall, I think you're getting less upside than you get with some of these other guys like Gallon or Gaussman or Bassett or Cease. So I, 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 I'm not going to argue with it, but I prefer the upside of all these other 9K pitchers. I'm not playing Philly Bass against him. Nope. Like, I stacked the Phillies, you know, on Monday slate, but I just, I can't do it on this one. Yeah, I'm staying away. And I really, honestly, I don't even love it. The Atlanta bats, you know, the guys that you'd want to play are extremely expensive. Um, this might be like one of the better hitting condition games on the slate, but I just, I, it's, I'm struggling to get there on this one. Yeah, I'm staying away um, from from Philly and Atlanta. Just don't love Atlanta in this spot. I mean, they haven't been hitting great. Gibson's above average pitcher. Um, gets good ground ball stuff. I don't know. I mean, I you never going to argue with Acuna, with Olsen, with most of these bats, but just their price tags doesn't really seem worth it. All right, moving along here. We got Detroit at Minnesota. Eight and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 250 favorite. Breesky against Sonny Gray. Um, any interest here in Bo Breesky? Now 5.3 total against me, saying at 7.4K. Guy could end up being a decent pitcher, but he has not been great so far in the majors, sitting at a 13% K rate, almost a 10% walk rate, 6.54 XFIP. Like, again, he may end up turning things around, but as of right now, he just has not been good, and he's not been striking guys out, and he's been pretty wild, so... I can't really, I can't really rationalize playing him in this spot. It's just his walks. His walks are just a huge issue. Um, yeah, I don't really have interest in him. And then Sonny Gray, huge, huge favorite here for Sonny Gray, sixty-eight hundred. Um, they let him go six innings last time out, eighty-four pitches. I would be shocked if he throws more than like 90 pitches in a game anytime soon, but at 6,800, I mean, 20 points is definitely acceptable. And I think 20 points against Detroit is very likely. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest strikeout rate teams in the league, Sonny Gray has been pitching well so far this season. Again, not going 
terribly late into the game, and he is walking a decent amount of bats, but there's not a ton of high walk rate bats here. Sitting around a 30% K rate at 6.8K, I don't care if I'm only getting 85 pitches, 90 pitches out of him. Does not matter. He's probably – he might be the top point per dollar play on this slate. I think he's your he's your definite, like, chalky SP2 for sure. He's just yeah. so cheap. So, um. I don't really have any interest in the Detroit bats. Anything standing out to you here? No, great. Like I said, good pitcher. Detroit, bad bats. I mean, look at their numbers so far this season versus righties. They've no one's been good. No one has been good versus righties. So I, I, I mean, they're just not a great team overall. I'm, I'm out on them. I kind of don't mind the Minnesota stack here, Grant. You know, I kind of love the Minnesota. Yeah, like a pitcher that struggles with walks, um, doesn't really have a big strikeout rate, and kind of reverse splits, which is good for this lineup. I mean, they're just expensive. So I think you're picking like two or three of the expensive guys and then pairing with some of the cheaper guys. But I think Minnesota's in play. Yeah, I mean, Kepler's a great play here, sitting at 3,400. You can go with the bottom of the lineup with whoever's in there, Larnack. Ursula doesn't really matter whoever's in there you can throw in some cheap bats Buxton stands out as fantastic play reverse splits guy going up against one of the best hitters in the league even though he's 6k you can fit him in there Correa Polanco are fine Sanchez is fine but Buxton and cheap bats are the ones that stand out to me but I, I love the twin stack here like I absolutely love them Bo is just going to get beat up in this spot all right we got Toronto at St. Louis. No total in this game. And we've seen this a lot this year with St. Louis games, just because, I mean, they change pitchers. And, like, when Jordan Hicks is pitching, there's not usually a total out. Um, so we'll have to see what the total comes out at. But, man, Kevin Gausman in this game, I love him. Um, I-, I love this spot for him. We know – just how good like Kevin Gaussman is against right-handed hitters and 37% Ks against righties this year. This is a guy that can attack this lineup and at 9,500, I have a ton of interest in him in this spot. Yeah. Gaussman has been absolutely fantastic. He can get up to hundred pitches going up against the Cardinals. He's been just fantastic, not just to righties, but to both sides of the plate. He's been so good. He's had 20 plus points in what seven of the last eight starts, something like that. He's been fan- – he might be the Cy Young this year. I mean, still a long ways to go, but he's right in contention. I, I am – I Gaussman's my favorite in the 9K range today. Um, We'll have to see who's pitching for St. Louis, but, I mean, if it's Hicks, no interest whatsoever for me. Doesn't pitch deep into games. Um, He's getting up there a little bit in pitch count. Got up to 84 in the last – I mean, granted, he's walking so many guys that – his walks and his ground balls, and I just don't think he can dominate a team yet. Yeah, it's a tough matchup going up against the Blue Jays. I don't hate it, though, at 5.8K. Like, if you want to pay up for the Yankees stack or want to pay up for the top of the Minnesota order or any one of the other solid stacks today, like, I could see rolling out a Hicks-Sunny Gray lineup. I mean, Hicks at 84 pitches, even though he – hasn't gotten there too often he can get to five innings and he's got the strikeout stuff even up against a tough Toronto matchup he just doesn't get a ton of fly balls and doesn't give up a ton of hard contact I can absolutely see him putting it a 
20 point or 18, 15 to 20 point game, which is more than enough to get it done. So I personally don't hate it, um, but it's strictly a price play. Uh, Toronto bats. I mean, they're, they're actually not like overly expensive. They're like, don't get me wrong. They're expensive, but I want to see what their ownership looks like today because I mean, I don't hate the pricing for these guys. Yeah, I mean, Hicks has been good, but he does get pretty wild. Not giving up a ton of bombs, but probably not going over five innings. It's the price tags, like Vlad's at 5K, Springer's at 5.1K, Bichette's at 5.1K, Chapman's at 4K. Like, they're not a terribly expensive stack here. And, I mean, again, you're just hoping that Hicks gets a little wild, but I don't hate it. I'm not in love with the stack. It's just the prices are just a bit too bit too cheap here st louis i mean i'm not playing the, nope. the cardinals they're expensive they're facing gaussman yeah we got boston at chicago taking the white Sox battle of the Sox. pavetta against seas this game currently at an eight total the white Sox are 170 favorites any interest here in nick pavetta i don't think so i mean 7.8 k I mean, go late into the game, and he's been striking out a decent amount of guys. Had a solid matchup versus Houston last time. But I don't know. I mean, he's pitched well recently. I don't think I want to play him. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to avoid him. I'm not going to argue with how well he's pitched recently, but I'm probably out. I mean, just the fly balls, the strikeouts are there for Pavetta. I think he's someone that, like, you're – potentially taking like strikeout props on if it's like five and a half, maybe even six and a half um, in this matchup. But I don't know if he's someone you're playing in DFS. I don't think he's the craziest tournament play. Um, He has been pitching fantastic here over the last few weeks. And I mean, they really let him go against Houston last time out. So his ceiling is there. Uh, But do they limit him a little bit in this spot? After throwing so many pitches in the last spot, I think that's always something you got to kind of worry about. Yeah, I always worry about a pitcher going up past 110, especially considering he hadn't gone up over 90. So, like, it's always tough after a complete game where you just – they let him go. Um, they always tend to struggle the next game, but you know, I'm still probably not playing him. Uh, Dylan sees on the other side of this game. He's a hand one of a handful hand- – Full handful of guys on this slate that can get double digit strikeouts. Um, I don't think the Red Sox are scary. I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan. They're struggling this year. I could definitely see using Dylan C's here. Yep. He's right up there with everyone else. I don't think he's the top option. I prefer Gaussman. I probably prefer Burns. I think Cease is probably third on my list of spend ups. Um, yeah. I mean, you're not getting a 40-point ceiling for many other guys on this slate. And the low total makes me feel better about it. Boston has not played terribly well. Cease has A-plus strikeouts in each of his last five games. So, yeah, he's definitely in play and one of the better spend-ups on the slate. All right. Um, any interest in the Boston bats here? Not really. They're all, they're all priced up outside of Hernandez, and this is a tough matchup. Yeah, and I mean, 
JD being in a lineup takes out one of the better bats if he's back in it. I just I still don't think he makes a huge upgrade. Um, the back injuries like JD's been hitting the ball really well this year. I think he's batting like 350 or something like that. Um, they were talking about it on the broadcast of the night. Uh, as far as the White Sox go, I mean, you could always play power bats against Pavetta because he does tend to give up home runs when he's not pitching well. Yeah, yeah, we know he's a decent fly ball pitcher. May strike out a lot of guys, but when the ball's put in play, it can absolutely leave the ballpark. So Tim Anderson, Moncada, Robert, Abreu, Grandal, even Sheets, Pollock. You can target them as one-offs. You can target them as a little mini stack. You can go a full stack here because Pathetic can get into trouble occasionally. It just worries me how well he's pitched recently, but I'm probably just sticking to one-off power bats here. All right, we got Cleveland at Houston, the Guardians, and the Astros. No total in this game. It does sound like it's going to be Plezak against Valdez. Um, any interest here in Zach Plezak? He's cheap, but he's been awful. Um, finally had an almost decent outing against Cincinnati, but that was against Cincinnati. This is against Houston. I, I'll take my chances on Hicks if I want to go cheap, or really anyone else, but Hicks and Zimmerman. Or sorry, please I can Zimmerman. Yeah, I just I don't see myself using Plezak against a team that doesn't typically strike out a lot. Um big time fade for me. And then you know, Valdez on the other side of this game, not a huge strikeout guy, big ground ball guy facing a, a Cleveland team that I mean they can platoon some guys, they can get pretty right-handed heavy. He's gonna generate a lot of ground balls. I don't know if he strikes out a ton of people in this game. I mean, I probably put him on the shelf today. I mean, he's cheap. Or it's not bad for a guy that can put yeah. up 25 plus. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many fly balls he's given up this year? <laughs> like Bunches. 10. No, I know. Yeah. No, a huge ground ball guy. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Not getting a huge amount of upside, but he can go late into the game. I don't know. He's fine. He's entirely fine i think i prefer him to the other guys in the 8k range and i prefer him to the guys in the 7k range mostly um he's definitely in play if you can't get up to a guy like freed or bueller or get into any of the guys in the 9k range fully fine with throwing him in the lineup if i'm just picking out my bats picking my sp1 and then happen to land in the 8k range he's the first guy i'm going with um, any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Not really. I mean, Jose Ramirez always in play is very good. Fran Mill with a platoon split at 2,700. I don't hate that. Um, but you're just not getting a ton of fantasy projection out of Valdez. If he's going to give up runs, it's just random Babbitt singles and then a couple of walks. So you're not going to get a ton of fantasy points. Probably not worth playing any batters against Cleveland, uh, against Valdez. Yeah, I mean, Ramirez is a big fly ball guy against a big ground ball pitcher. Maybe something there, but I mean, he's 5,400 facing a massive ground ball guy, so it's still really tough to play him. Owen Miller has been really good this season against lefties. It's just, uh, again, Grant, this dude, like Valdez on the season, 159 hitters he's faced righties. His average hit distance is 64.2. Yep. Um. Yep. Houston bats. I could get behind a little Houston stack here. Um, 
you know, Zach, please, Zach, we look at his strikeout numbers. It's like 13 and a half percent, something along those lines. He it generates no soft contact whatsoever, especially against lefties. I mean, I think Houston's very, very playable here. And, you know, Jordan Alvarez, one of the top hitters in the slate. Yeah, I was just about to say Alvarez up there with Judge, my favorite, one of my in Buxton, one of my favorite hitters on the entire slate. Has platoon split. Plezak gives up a whole lot of hard contact. Decent amount of uh, fly balls. Yeah, it's it's just a solid overall spot for all the Houston bats. Plezak has not been good. And I know that he was better in the last game. But, I mean, this is a guy that got some positive regression, but still sitting at a 5.59 XFIP with a 13% K rate. He's not good to either side of the plate. I'll play Altuve. Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Pena, Tucker. I'll play I'll play pretty much every single bat in this lineup. You get a lineup spot. No, you get a lineup spot. Texas at LA taking on the Angels. Eight total in this game. Angels a 165 favorite. Dunning against Syndergaard. Any interest here in Dane Dunning? Just something quickly to note. Taylor Ward. Did hurt his shoulder and neck over the weekend. Uh, he hit the outside outfield wall on Sunday. So there's a good chance that he's not back in the lineup here. And he's obviously been one of the better hitters in this lineup. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, any interest here in Dunning? I mean, Dunning's a solid overall pitcher. They've been letting go a little bit later this year. Um, I don't mind it. Like 7.6K. Not a bad price tag for a guy that's going to give you five to seven, eight strikeouts um it is a little bit of a tough lineup but it doesn't really matter dunning is a solid overall pitcher he's a mid-tier guy you can take shots on in tournaments um noah Syndergaard, last time out against this texas team did not finish the first inning <laughs> um it was it was rough it was it was hard to watch um i mean i i played him against Texas that day because the Texas lineup looked terrible. So I have, that's in the back of my head here, but also it, it like in the other side is, is like I played him for a reason in that spot. Um, what are your thoughts here on Syndergaard? I like him today. He's probably my favorite seven K pitcher. This was a guy that was a lot more expensive in the last outing um, dropped $1,400. He's put up solid outing after solid outing outside of that Texas outing he's been great um i will be betting on some uh stolen base props in this spot here because he's going to give up a few um but yeah this is just a like probably a bit of a mispricing here there's a 3.6 implied total going up against him for a reason i don't care what he did in the last matchup strikeout stuff hasn't been great this year but it has been terrible recently so i'm i'm all into play Thor at 7,100. I mean, he's not as good of a play as Sonny Gray, but he's close. So you're saying there's a chance that Eli White steals a base here? Um, I believe he stole one the last matchup. I believe that had he that did. at plus 410. He did. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the Texas bats here. Obviously, Eli White, he's 2.8K. You already, we already kind of talked about it like there's stolen base upside here and he is you know pretty cheap um outside of him i mean i don't mind cheap pieces against Syndergaard, but overall i don't have a ton of interest in texas yeah i don't want seager's fine 
Simeon's fine. Garcia's fine. Calhoun's fine. No one's a good play here. What is Alex Cobb doing to us right now? Yeah, he's uh... he cannot get out of the third inning. It's driving me crazy. But Julio Rodriguez just hit a home run, and that's cool. Cause... Yeah, he did. Dean called it apparently. He's like eight percent owned. Um, any interest in the Angels going up against Dunning here? Route, Rendon, Otani, Walsh are all fine. Um, like it's Dunning's not a bad pitcher. They're just good bats. Um, and oh, Cobb just gave up a bomb. Son of a biscuit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I have a lot. I'm I not tilting need... today. I tilted so much on the podcast yesterday that what's ever happening in baseball happens. I can't tilt right now. Well, I just need one more strikeout from Cobb. Um, but he's only at 49 pitches. Hopefully he keeps going. Uh, but yeah, in any case, Dunning's a solid overall pitcher. I don't. I don't love this stack. I mean, they have a 4.6 implied total just because they're a good hitting team, but the price tags on Trout, Otani, and Rendon are probably about where they should be, so I'm fine with it. Don't love the stack. Yeah, I mean, Trout, Otani, if Ward is out of the lineup, it obviously takes out one of the better bats, but it also gives someone a good lineup spot. Um, I don't mind like a three-man stack with Trout, Otani, and you know another piece because Trout and Otani just have so much upside in any matchup. I mean, they're they're definitely guys I think you could look at in this spot. Kansas City at Arizona, eight and a half total in this game. Diamondbacks a one eighty favorite. Heasley against Zach Gallen. Uh, any interest here in Heasley? I don't think so. Um, he's cheap, dude's really cheap, but. Has not been great so far. Um, it is a solid overall matchup. But I think if I'm going to get cheap, I'll probably go with Hicks or I would try and find my way up to Sonny Gray. Yeah, I mean, he, he's cheap for a reason, right? Um, you know, we've only seen him two starts, just no strikeouts, ton of walks. Anytime you have a, a walk rate higher than your strikeout rate, it's a huge issue. Um, so I can't do Jonathan Heasley here. Zach Gollin on the other side of this game, though. Uh, the roof is supposed to be closed for this game. He's 9,300. He's facing Kansas City. They got all their home runs out of the way already. Chad Pinder just hit a home run. I'm super happy now. Um, but, yeah, I like Zach Gollin a lot. I hope he is, like – I really hope he's that pitcher that's just in this range that is overlooked. Yeah, I mean, he's probably due for some negative regression. ERA sitting three below his XFIP, but still, he's been good. He's been very good. Like, strikeout rate solid, walk rate solid, ground ball rate solid, not giving up a ton of hard contact. Not a bad matchup going up against Kansas City. Um, again, I prefer Gaussman. I prefer, prefer Cease. Um, might prefer Bueller, but... Yeah, it's just going to be playing the ownership game. If he's going to come in just forgotten on the slate, then I'll absolutely roll with him just because of how good he's been. But if he's going to be on similar ownership as the rest of the guys, I think I prefer them. All right. Um, That's here. Fade, Casey. Yeah, I don't really have anything on the Kansas City side, right? Yep. And then on the Arizona side, 
I mean, they're a stack you have to look at just because, like, anytime you have a pitcher that is probably not going to pitch deep into the game and that walks more hitters than he strikes out, you have to have interest in the stack, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, you target any of the power bats, Marte, Walker, Smith, Varsho, Rojas, Peralta. I mean, we don't have a huge sample size on him, but he's been reverse splits. I'm not paying too much attention into that. Um, he probably will continue to be reverse splits. He's a big changeup, uh, knuckle curve guy, curveball guy. Um, but I don't care. I'm still going to throw some lefties against him just because he's given up a ton of ton of hard contact both sides of the plate and just doesn't strike anyone out, especially righties. So Walker's probably my favorite, but Varsho, Rojas, Peralta, all of them are very much in play. I like Arizona a lot in this spot. It's just like a full-on stack, um, like even a five-man stack. In this, they're cheap. You, you're likely able to get two top-end pitchers in this spot. So I'm, I'm on it. I, I like, I like this spot a lot for Arizona. All right, we got Oakland at Seattle. Seven total in this game. The Mariners a 150 favorite. Kaplan against Kirby. Any interest here in James Kaplan? I don't want to, but he's super cheap. He's not that great of a pitcher. Has solid overall strikeout stuff. It's not a bad matchup for left no for a righty going up against Mariners. He's cheap. Like that's it. Like it I probably would have no interest in him if the total wasn't sitting at seven here. That's I mean it's 59 degrees over in Seattle. It's going to be solid pitching weather, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's just the low total here that makes – and Kaeperlin's decent strikeout rate. I mean, I don't know. Am I wrong? I think Sonny Gray is drastically better play. Syndergaard's drastically better play. But he's another guy that you can look at. I think he's okay. I don't think he's the worst. We, we've seen – you know, even last year, like he has strikeout ability. His walks are a little concerning. They have a few lefties. I mean, they're going to be a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. I think he's okay. My thing is the other side of this game, George Kirby is one of the top prospects in baseball and he has an electric fastball and he faces the worst offense in baseball. He's six K. I expect Sonny Gray to be popular. I, I think George Kirby will get some ownership. But he's by far, by far my favorite point per dollar pitcher on this slate. All right, you sold me. I honestly wasn't looking at him. I probably should be since I'm a Mariners fan. This is I mean, just a beautiful he, matchup. He he is a double A straight to the majors pitcher, and that's always somewhat concerning. But the, the I mean, the, everything you read about this guy, and look at his three matchups Tampa, the Mets, Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, now he gets Oakland. He struck. He like he had a seven strikeout game against Tampa. He showed that he has the stuff. They showed that they'll let him go eighty nine pitches. If he's pitching well, he gets through six. He strikes out six or seven guys here. He has above average command. Everything that I've read as far as like a prospect perspective, like big fastball, great command. I like George Kirby a lot in this spot. You got me sold. You got yeah. me sold. I'm right there with you. Yeah, and Hicks again, is now like, done for me. I'm going Kirby. Yeah, I just, I mean, I honestly, Grant, I might build some lineups today with Sonny Gray and Kirby. 
like together like Like, man can you imagine what your bats look like when you do that it it just it looks gorgeous on paper i mean it it works out very seldom but this guy has big strikeout stuff so i'm in um i'm in no interest in the oakland bats like I could see myself maybe hedge stacking against him if I do end up playing him on like two of my three teams. But honestly, I would do it in like the $10 or something and just like throw it in as like a stray team if I was going to like hedge stack against him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm falling out on <laughs> Who's stacking days. Oakland nowadays? <laughs> People who need to, I mean, you can top stack them super cheap and afford uh, two, two good pitchers, but. I don't want to do it. Um, Seattle against Kaplan. I mean, both of these teams are super cheap. So if you want to use these guys as like one-off, Winker at 3,200, I know he's not been great this year. And we, we knew that like he was going to take a huge hit going from Cincinnati to Seattle. He's still so cheap and he's, he's such an above average hitter in general. Um, I don't mind Winker here at 3,200. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. And Caprillion's been awful versus lefties since the beginning of last season, giving up a ton of hard contact and a ton of fly balls. So him and then I don't mind Rodriguez. Um, He's cheap at 3,500, probably a little too cheap. If you want to throw in J.P. Crawford, don't mind that. But Winker is the guy that really, really stands out here at 3,200. All right, we got Milwaukee going into San Diego, face uh, the Padres, Burns, and Snell. Six and a half total in this game, Grant. And this game opened at like 125 on DraftKings Brewers, and like it's 135 to 145 most places now. Um, Let's talk Corbin Burns first. This isn't like a scary San Diego Padres team. You know, this is a, this is a team you can beat, especially the bottom half of this order. Um, I think point like not point per dollar, but like just overall raw points. I think Burns is the top points guy today. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't walk guys strikes out a ton of guys. Like the top of this lineup doesn't have a ton of strikeouts, but last four or five bats are all sitting above 30% versus righties. Like, they have not been good so far this season. Tons of strikeouts here. Low implied team total for San Diego. Yeah, he's the top overall raw points play on the slate. Um, I don't think I want to play Blake Snell. He got up to eighty four pitches. He, yeah, first I time mean, out, eighty four pitches. They and like they they said that he was going to be on like a pitch count, but they didn't really give us a number. And I mean, I think seeing 84 is solid. Um, the walks were huge though. He always has a ton of walks. I mean, with Snell, you can either get negative five or 35. I mean, he's in play for tournaments, 7,300. I mean, it's a low implied total that makes me kind of want to play him here. It's going to be 63 degrees in San Diego. I mean, yeah, it's just – you never know which Blake Snell you're going to get, whether it has control or doesn't. You don't know. And, I mean, I'll take some shots on him. I don't care, especially – if he's going to come in high on, I'll fade him for Syndergaard and Gray. But 
he's lower owned than those two guys at close to the same price tag. I'll go heavy on Blake Snell. The more I think about this slate, just in general, the more I don't think like anybody is going to be like massive chalk because there's just so many different guys you could play on a 12 game slate. Um, like even at the top. And I mean, I think gray will get, I think gray will be the highest projected own pitcher on the slate. Yeah. Um, bats in this game on the Milwaukee side. I mean, McCutcheon is 4k and we know how good he is against left-handed pitching. I have no interest, no issues with him. Renfro 4,600. He's always someone that can smash home runs against left-handed pitching. Um, those would be the two guys that I'd be looking at the most here from Milwaukee. Only two I have interest in. Taylor, maybe. He's 2.9K, and he hits towards the top of the order against left-handed pitching. He's just one other guy that I think you could potentially look at here. And they, they've been like platooning him a bunch, um, so I don't mind him. San Diego side, I mean, against Burns, 12-game slate. Plenty of hitters today. No interest for me. Yep, full on fade. All right, we finish it out here. Mets, Giants, seven total, and the Giants are 135 favorites. Bassett against Logan Webb. Any interest here in Bassett? He's in play. Again, you have plenty of other guys to pick from. For Burns, Cease, Gaussman, probably Bueller. Bassett's been solid. It's a good ballpark for pitchers. They're probably going to platoon out a decent amount of guys, which doesn't really matter too much. Like slightly lower bet lowers Bassett's um, strikeout rate, but yeah, this isn't a terribly high strikeout matchup. It's just a good ballpark. He's fine. Probably won't end up playing him at all, though. Yeah, the Giants are just such a tough team to beat, and, and like to have like big upside games against like the the one time he faced them this year he allowed five earned runs in six innings still had six strikeouts it's just they're they're really a tough team to just beat um you know obviously brandon belt being out of lineup helps if they throw if they go like super right-handed heavy which they probably won't because they platoon so much maybe bassett but i think overall we're gonna see a, a pretty balanced lineup and not something that we're going to love here for Bassett at 9,600 with so many other guys in this price range at ceiling and Logan Webb on the other side, 8,800. The Mets just not a team that strikes out against right-handed pitching. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do this game. I just hope this game ends like three, two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out and Webb, a guy that a little bit worse versus lefties and versus righties. Hasn't been striking out a ton of guys this year going to face five, maybe six lefties. Um, just not getting a ton of upside. And ballpark, decent pitching. I'm just full on out on hitting for this game. Yeah, I have no interest whatsoever in bats in this game. I mean, Peterson's 3,600. He would probably be my favorite bat. Yaz is 34. I think he's okay. But, I mean, it's not like Bassett's a bad pitcher. And he has a negative two percent hard to soft contact ratio against lefties and you know logan webb is a good pitcher i just yeah i can't play bats in this game today if lindor was cheaper he's just so expensive for a tough matchup so all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you like today i'll go snell you can have sunny gray 
that's um i told you man um i'm all about george kirby today i think this is gonna be his breakout game we're gonna we're gonna see him have his big game here today over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust today um, with all these great options just i agree yeah i like that one um I think I have to go Logan Webb. Yeah. I think I got to go Logan Webb. Over 4,000 to hit a home run today. Who do you got? Buxton. I like it. I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like? Kepler. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to go David Peralta at 3,800. Stack to score six or more runs today. Twins. I like it. I like the Twinkies today. Um, Try not to go chalky. Give me Arizona against Heasley. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Let's go, Alex Cobb. (laughs) Let's go, Alex Cobb. You got five. I just need... Either. I just need him to finish, get into the sixth inning and get a couple outs. But I mean, that inning, that inning was a lot. So yeah, we'll rough. see what happens. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I'll also be super excited if Wilmer Flores hits a home run. Um, so if that happens when you're listening to this podcast, know that like I'm excited even though it happened. And I'm also very happy that Marco Gonzalez is getting hit because he should never be 40% owned against anybody. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.